Um, cold take. Super cold take. <laughs> super, super cold take. Like frozen, frozen in the freezer cold take. I believe Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus should be the national anthem. Now, I realize when I say this cold take, it might stir up a lot of controversy and like political issues, but I say it with all my pride and all my heart. What, what makes this a cold take? It's because it's, it's just a fact. It should be it should be <laughs> the national anthem. I think it's a hotter take than me saying cats are overrated. <laughs> I agree with that. I think it's cold. And let's talk about it. I also have no reasons to support this take. It's just a take. The one reason I would support this, I mean, minus that part of the USA is a straight bop, <laughs> is that the melody is easier to sing. Mm. And that is the one critique that I have of the U.S. National Anthem. This melody is impossible to sing. Mm. And for like a group song, why would you do that? Mm. I put my hands up. They're playing my song. What is it? But there's a song referenced in the song. <laughs> now, oh, maybe song. that could be the That's National okay. Anthem. Would the song she's hearing be the Star Spangled Banner? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> what happened if you just like overlaid them? Like it's part <laughs> of the USA. I wonder if someone's already Star Spangled done that. Banner. I'm positive someone has done that. But Chris, you seem very uncomfortable about this. I, I don't like Miley Cyrus. That's ah. my biggest. I see, that's my biggest concern. I, I mean, I also don't have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't say that. I am blinded. <laughs> a party in the U.S. I mean, it is catchy. I don't know the I the words. I too do not know all the words. I just know put my hands up, play my song. The oh no. Yeah. Yes, the virus is in my head. It's a party in the USA. So we've just succumbed to partying. I think that's a Isn't that fair the American lifestyle? Of, yeah. It's like oppression and partying. Like those are the two things. She just needs to, I don't United think she States. talks about guns and the party in the USA. So that, oh, right, guns. Yeah. So we need that too. <laughs> America. Hmm. Yeah, I hmm. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Hey guys, um, so today I want to talk about the topic of evangelism. Um, the title of this episode, I called it, Have You Heard of Our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ? And I realize that's a really long title episode. Um, but in all actuality, I think um, I've been struggling a little bit with the idea of what evangelism is. And um, I think over the course of college and my young adulthood, I've always wondered, like, what is, what is the place and what exactly... Um, how do people approach it, right? I think there's your stereotypical version of where people are out on the street saying, oh, have you heard about Jesus? Can I tell you about Jesus? And that's never sat well with me. Um, I've never really liked the idea of just like going out and about and just saying, oh, like, let me tell you about Jesus and why you need to be saved, right? Um, and in the Bible, there's the great commandment, which is in Matthew 28, verse 19 through 20. Uh, Therefore, and go make uh, disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of this age. So as I'm exiting um, working in ministry, uh, I remember I had this conversation with um, another individual about the idea of what evangelizing is. And for me, I thought um, the way I've always looked at it has been kind of the sense of just love first, right? Um, I think you guys are both 
well aware of how I approach uh, my relationships and how I interact with people. Mm-hmm. But I've never been a fan of saying, oh, I'm a Christian, so there's four. That's why I do all the things I do. Um, and maybe that in itself is blasphemous. Maybe that in itself is has a lot of issues. And maybe some might even say, Sam, you're just a lukewarm Christian, right? Um, but for me, at the core, so, source of it, like, and again, I feel free to correct me. Feel mm-hmm. free to kind of give me a broader understanding. Um, of course, this is a conversation. And I think for me, like, the idea of, like, my version of evangelism, for just a lack of better words, is just to love people, to show my faith, to show why I believe in Jesus through my actions and interactions with other people. Um, I think people do notice. I do think people will have, it it does open opportunities, but I want to focus on developing a relationship, which then hopefully can lead to more conversations about Christ, as opposed to the flip side, which is, let me tell you about Christ and let me bring you into this and then develop a relationship built on that one factor. Um, I think there is a time and place for it. I have witnessed it working for other people, but for me, that just doesn't sit well and the way I interact. So I I just want, I think this first point, I just want to hear like kind of what your initial takes are on evangelism and kind of like what you understand biblically or also like in life. So have at it. I'm, I'm just very curious to hear what you guys have so I can broaden my understanding. It's like the idea of like actions speak louder than words, mm-hmm. I think is the, is kind of the, um, the idea you're getting at as well. And I, I mean, that's what I agree with as well. It's like, I don't want to say it's easy to say things because it's not, but for sake of argument, it's easy to say things. It's hard to show those actions in your, in mm-hmm. your life in an external manner to have people see that and say, oh, why is he like that, right? I mean, we did an episode eons ago about like being in the world versus of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And how like... Sure, we are, we are in the world, we're an entity, we are acting in the way, interacting with the rest of the world, but we're supposed to be set apart and separate from the world. And like being that in that way, being away and separate and different from the rest of the world is a way of showing God's love and evangelizing mm-hmm. in a way. And so, I mean, to me, that's kind of the largest thing I think of, and I think all three of us agree in that sense, is like that's kind of what being, you know, evangelism is, like, acting, you know, showing Christ's love to the rest of the world, right, mm-hmm. um, is through actions opposed to through um, words and, you know, holding up a sign, right? Um, I guess one one th- thing that I want to touch on quickly mm-hmm. is the idea of, like, uh, evangelism versus, like, the, like, evangelical. And, like, for me, those words often, like, I know they're two very separate things, and I will touch on those in a second. Uh they do get a little messed up because they are very similar and they have very similar etymology. Is that the right word? Um, And so it's like they get kind of switched up in my brain. And like also, so we'll talk about evangelical first and then we'll talk about evangelism. So evangelical, um, I have a definition of it real quick. Um, All right, so evangelical. The adjective is uh, of according to the teaching of the gospel or the... Christian religion. Sorry, the font was really small. I couldn't read it. Um, So yeah, so if something is evangelical, it aligns with the teaching of the gospel. Uh, I I don't think that word is often used in the United States. Um, The more common use of the word evangelical is of the evangelical denomination or the tradition Mm -hmm. of evangelical, which is the, the noun version of the word evangelical a member of the evangelical tradition in the Christian church, right? So that's kind of the way that we think of it often is, 
a member of the evangelical church, which is an interesting uh, denomination, which I didn't know much about and very quickly read on. And yeah, it's, it is interesting. Uh, in the past, it's also been used to describe Protestants as a whole um, and some other things. So the word is kind of all over the place. Uh, and I think the word is, is difficult because nowadays evangelical has become very politicized. Mm -hmm. And so it's like hard to take away from like, like saying something is like an evangelical teaching, like of the Bible, of truth, of, you know, of Christian religion, opposed to like a teaching of an evangelical pastor. And so it's like, like, it just becomes very messy very quickly. Um, and there's a lot of people, I mean, regardless of, you know, political beliefs and, and where you stand in, you know, the chaos that is the U.S. political system, uh, there's a lot of things that evangelical churches, and I'm sure somebody could say that about any church that I've attended or any, like, that are not evangelical teachings, right? Like teachings of the Bible. So it is, it is hard to like separate those two words. And then it's so close to this word of evangelism mm. that it's like, it often gets like wrapped into this like whole political mess and like very ugly things and things that are not very of the Bible. And so it's like, it's difficult. And for me, that distinction is very like at the front of my brain when I think of the word evangelical, mm. uh, uh, as you can see, evangelism. <laughs> right, um, right. It's, it's very like up, like right there. And so it's, it is difficult for me to be like, oh, I totally stand like, I'm like, I want to be out on the streets evangelizing, mm -hmm. right? Like I wouldn't use that verb because it has all these other things messed right. into it. Um, <laughs> And so, so I guess let me touch on evangelism real quick, what that word means, and, and then uh, one of you guys can take it. Uh, so evangelism, the definition, is the spreading of the Christian gospel by public preaching or personal witness. A zealous advocation of cause. Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, so, yeah, so basically the act of sharing the Bible, and I think the, the word uh, by public preaching or personal witness is very interesting and touches on it very nicely. It kind of gives these two ways of evangelizing mm -hmm. by public preaching and by per personal witness. And that is like kind of what you were touching on at the beginning too. Right, is like, right. It's really back to the point I was making. It's really easy to publicly preach, but it's hard to be a personal witness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's not necessarily, I don't completely stand behind. It is very difficult to preach and it's very hard to share the gospel right. out loud. Um, but yeah, there is kind of those two ways. Even, even the definition says that of evangelizing, <laughs> it's so I confusing. Appreciate There's your effort so many going into that. Words. Yeah, yeah. E is um, for evangelism. <laughs> e um, yeah, and so like that's probably my biggest struggle with it, with the is the word itself, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I, there's a lot of people who I think do a terrible job of evangelizing that's on the what? street, and there's a, there's some pastors and churches which I do some terrible things and are evangelizing. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, there's also some who do a great job and there's some who are really doing great things. And so it's, it is really difficult when those words just get so mm -hmm. mashed. Yeah. And so, I mean, I just really want to make that distinction mm -hmm. for my own self, but I think it will help kind of clarify um, and maybe actually made it worse because there's a lot of connections between those two. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, for me personally, that is right. that is what the idea of evangelism brings. I really do appreciate you looking and also differentiating kind of those two words because I think in my head, I'm already it's the sim similar thing. It's just like I'm like struggling. I'm just like oh my gosh, like when have I used 
in what context do I see those words mm. and in what ways have I used those words and like the key differences, right? Because I forget about that. Well, I don't forget about the political connections. I think that's also a big thing that makes me uncomfortable. So, no, I appreciate that. In theory, you could have evangelical evangelism, but let's just not <laughs> pretend that that's real. Yeah. That might hurt my brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting right now. Yeah. yeah. No, I think the points you're making are really good because I was just reading this book and it was really annoying the way it was written and I didn't finish it, but he was making a good point about there was like a guy who was preaching to his preaching to his coworker about how he's like, you know, I gave him the Jesus talk Mm -hmm. and told him like, you know, you're a sinner and you need to be saved and all this. And the guy just shut down obviously and didn't want to talk to him anymore because now he's the weird Christian at work. Um, And it's like, well, that person you're talking to probably isn't convinced that they're a sinner or that if they are, that they need saving or anything. Like there's a lot of baggage with this kind of stuff. So um, yeah, I think there was like a period of time and there are probably still like pockets in the world where like it's effective to like share the gospel publicly. Like Billy Graham was America's pastor, you know, right. um, things like that. And like people were apt to receive that because of whatever reason, I don't know, combination of him being really good and like the way that information was taken in. Um, and I think a lot of people still think that's the best way to do it because it worked at one point in time. Mm. Like, little tracts. Right, like, right. The, the golden age of, yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Things like that. And I mean, like, I'm a huge fan of Chuck Colson, who was a very controversial figure because he worked with Nixon and was incarcerated, all that Watergate. <laughs> um, you know, and he was from that era, mm. like the 60s and things like that. Um, and I think a lot of the people that are still reliant or reminiscent of that are like, they have a hard time adapting to like postmodernism because mm. we're moving out of modernism into postmodernism, which is really confusing, but also one of my favorite like subject matters. I do, I want to ask, yeah, I'm so curious. Yeah, sorry. It's, yeah, I have a lot of more questions are like coming, but I, I want, yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's just like, I think the way that we take in information combined with like the m- drastic technological changes that have mm-hmm. happened like i had a customer at work who used to make his own electricity and now he like has an iphone you know <laughs> and it's like so, so some people can make that change but i think a lot of people like have a hard time adapting to like <laughs> do you serve benjamin franklin <laughs> <laughs> like what Benny, how was the right. kite <laughs> <laughs> yeah he loves his eggs over easy <laughs> yeah um so i think like Sorry. No, that, that was, was really, good. That was really funny. I <laughs> <laughs> you and I both looked at each other, and I was just like, I heard that, right? Right. No, yeah. that's weird, though. Like, I was like, you made your own electricity? Like, we're not that, like, I don't know. Like, that was a while ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, like, I think a lot of people now, it's like, no matter how well-spoken you are or, like, how strategically placed you are in, like, the subway or, like, an area of town or things mm-hmm. like that, like, no matter how well-prepared you are, a lot of people are not going to receive that well Mm -hmm. because, like, that's not how we take in information a lot of the Mm -hmm. time anymore and there's a lot of noise in the airwaves. And, like, there does come a point where, like, you have to be unashamed of sharing your faith. Like you said, like, there is a point where, like, you want to give the unabridged version and not Mm -hmm. be, not, like, mince words, but, like, I don't know that, that that's the best circumstance to do it i'm more like relationships mm-hmm. like you are like finding a way that's tactful you know mm-hmm. to bring it up <laughs> so yeah okay yeah. you so i guess like using that as a segue right i think um 
that was the next one thing I want to talk about. And before we say that, I need to do a quick camera check. So, Tyler, cut this. Sam, cut this. Um, and we're back. Thank you for your patience, uh, Sam and Tyler, in the future. Um, so, segueing from what Chris was just talking about, like kind of like um, from a modernism to postmodernism, I raised the question that with times changing, should we be rethinking what evangelism is? Um, whew, running back and forth, I'm out. <laughs> um, and I think. I guess you guys have already kind of got the gist of it. I do think that we need to rethink it. Um, it just doesn't sit well with me. And we were talking about like that that weird Christian coworker, right, who like yeah. talks about their faith. And I think they do it in good nature. But again, that approach is, I just like think at the base of being a human being, like it just didn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> You're not, you don't show love, you don't show respect, and. It re even though you think at the core of it that's what's go what's driving you, the reality is that people are perceiving you as pushing an agenda, as you trying to like change their mind or shame them for what they do, right? Um, and I think with that too, I think it's also the idea of like what is conviction, right? Um, with gospel sharing, I remember I think a lot about my summer camp, especially since and and you work with the youth group and Tyler, you were a youth and you work with youth, but we were all youth. We are all youth. <laughs> you more recently. <laughs> yes. I am younger, yes. Um, but like the idea of like how do we present the gospel in a way that I guess like speaks to people, right? Mm -hmm. Priorities have shifted, and I think I it's a conversation I've had every single year, and I feel like with all the different organizations I'm a part of there's no coherent like move like they're like oh this is the way right um we are shifting away from the idea of like oh like handing out pamphlets and like going out into the streets um well some of us are i think there are some organizations who are like oh we should have a sunday dedicated to this where we just go out and i'm just like i don't know how i feel making this like a holiday once a year and everything <laughs> but that's just my critique so all in all i do think we need to rethink it and then the next thing is how are we going to approach it? I don't know. I really do think relationships is the bigger aspect, right? Like, how do we support people, especially with all these different movements for, like, the fighting like for social justice, right? I think that's a fantastic avenue, which is, like, you know, what would Jesus do? How would he love people? And even that in itself is a topic of controversy. But, yeah. yeah. All in all, I have thoughts. I have no direction. But I want to glean from you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the one the one thing. I'm sorry to jump in, Chris, but I no, like you to, should. Um, <laughs> uh, I my first thought was like, oh, what do they do in the ancient church days? And like, that's true. And we'll think about that in a second. But mm -hmm. my one word of warning for myself and us as well is that it's really easy to romanticize the early church in the sense of like, wow, they really had the gospel figured out and they really knew how to do that. Th and But then you like look and like there's like 10 letters in the Bible that say they kind of have messed it up a little bit. Right. <laughs> 10 is not the right number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so yeah, so like with that in mind, they made a lot of mistakes. But something I do think that they did really well is they lived life together. Mm. And that phrase is very empty and I want to say something better. Like they actually cared and were like, Hey, how can I help you? Mm. How can I do that? And I mean, not to be like doomsday, oh, today's culture, but like, that's something we don't do. Right. Right. And, but we, I mean, we do to some extent, right? Like, I mean, people are always like caring and living life once you're in that Christian community. Like I, I think about like all the people who really care for life, care for my life and care for like, would be there if I needed help or anything like that are like, in a Christian community who We're I would a, feel it's a safe bubble. to. Yeah. Right. And yeah. like that norm is already established and I, that's great. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing at all, 
but it's like extending that norm. And there's a lot of Christians who do great Mm -hmm. work and do actually do that extremely well. But I think that that is a great way to, I mean, care for people, right? Because that's important and super crucial and to love your neighbor and, you know, the people around you, but also to share the gospel in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's like Mm -hmm. you have this amazing ability to care for people, to help people in need, um, and to, yeah, like, I mean, through that, through that action, um, and, you know, as I said before, personal witness, right, is you have this ability to share through that moment. Um, and, like, I said, as soon as I said the words, like, help people, I, like, regretted saying it because mm-hmm. I was, like, so many Christians go, like, we're feeding the hungry, we're clothing the people who don't have clothes, you know, we're sheltering the homeless. And it's, like, that's, I, I don't mean to knock that. That's great. That's super important. It really needs to happen. But it's, like, yeah, it's easy to do those things, but do you actually care about those people? Right, right, right. And I think a lot of people do, but I think there's a good portion who do it because that's what they think they're supposed to do. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah. And so there was a lot, a lot to unpack. No, there, I, right? I, I, I definitely, yeah, yeah. I, and I so feel like, that. Hmm. And, and this might be my frustration with evangelical, evangelical, not, not what I meant to say there, apologies, mm-hmm. um, with evangelism, see, I told you it's confusing, <laughs> uh, is that like a lot of the times you can, because you can evangelize, and not care about that person. Yeah. And like that is kind of, you can serve people and not care about them. So like that's my frustration and kind of my fear and where I think the change needs to happen mm-hmm. is that you you can't be some rando person and actually serve and actually love and actually evangelize, right? Yeah. You can do it to a certain, like, certain extent, but not, not to a depth that actually matters. Right. Yeah. Uh, if I may. No, intru- go, go, Like go, go. I think... You you hit you hit something like the, the non caring part right I think one of the most frustrating things for me in my in my life is when people talk about like oh we went out and we shared the gospel with like X amount of people and X amount of people came to Christ right I understand that as something to be celebrated I understand mm-hmm. that as humans we like the tangible we like numbers mm-hmm. but at the core of it like there's always that nagging question that hits me which is just like okay you shared it. Now, of those people that are now say that they believe, where's the follow-up, right? That's has their life changed? has their life truly changed? Are you just doing it for the sake of a number? Are you just doing it so you feel good and accomplished for following your own belief? And maybe that's on me for like being so like, like like I don't know, like just like questioning everything, but like it, it unsettles right. me, right? And mm-hmm. I get scared because I don't want to be like that. I don't want my life to just be like, oh, it's a numbers game where I'm just trying yeah. to accomplish like X and, and X and Y just to say like, oh, look at me and my Christian resume. Like I'm doing great. So, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah go, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of what you're saying is true. I think a lot of it's rooted in this fear of like being associated with the other. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, 100%. Okay. I agree. And it, I was just, it just came to me now of like, you know, Jesus had no problem like sitting with sinners who like, or like he broke the social boundaries and not being afraid of that because his faith and relationship with God were so strong. Like he was so certain that what he was doing was for God. Like he didn't care if he was going to be perceived the wrong way, Mm -hmm. like sitting with a prostitute or whatever, you know? And I feel like that's a lot of what you're saying is rooted in that of like, I'll, I'll yell at those people. I'll talk to those people about Jesus, but like, I don't want to be associated. Right, right, right. right. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'll, I might look bad. (laughs) So I don't know. That maybe I'm just speculating, but <laughs> no. I mean, I think some of that too is that that's a life we live. It's like we all have a wide, diverse group of friends, mm-hmm. um, both individually and collectively, um, with all walks of faith, 
I mean, some of my closest friends over the years would, I mean, never step. I mean, one, one good friend of mine for a long time said, like, if I ever step in a church, I'm going to catch on fire. So I can't <laughs> do that. And so, and so I think some in personal experience, we, like, that's just our lives. And so, no, I agree with you. I think it is fear of um, the other, right? And I think it's, I thought you were saying that I was afraid of being associated oh, no, no, with that no, person. No, 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 Which, there's some validity there. I'm afraid of that. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> uh, I was like, anyways. Um, but yeah, and so like, no, I agree. I mean, I think that, and the, the exact same thing as you're saying is that it's it's really easy to evangelize from a distance. Mm. Really, I'm sticking with this phrase. It, it's easy to evangelize from a distance. It's really hard to actually be in the trenches and care mm-hmm. about people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I mean, I think that's my that's my frustration. Yeah. So I guess like to answer your question, that it doesn't need to change. It's like yes and no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <You know? laughs> Which is great. That's always the conclusion we come to here, I think. <laughs> like, because like I said, I think like at a certain point you can't get around the fact that people need to hear right. what the Bible says. But like, I think what needs to change is the way that we build these relationships without an ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like I'm just you're a project I'm working yeah. on. Yeah. You know, it's like. I, you mentioned coworker. I was thinking of the restaurant job that I just quit. And <laughs> I like, I, I would go home thinking like, man, I probably wasn't doing a good job as a witness there. Mm-hmm. I'd like, you know, I had a bad day. I was cranky or said something or did something. But like the people there see me, like you were talking about, they're like, he's that Jesus guy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's so radically different that like just living it out in a lot of ways like softens people. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe Christians aren't all psychos yelling yeah. on the street, you know? <laughs> and like, and I think a lot of the times, like the language we use, we take from like the New Testament and Paul. Mm. And a lot of what Paul was writing was for the church. Yeah, yeah. Like we're supposed to be holding the church accountable and making sure, I mean, nobody should be sinning, but like a lot of what he's writing about is keeping the church out of sin and like making sure Christians are not, letting that stuff fly and like, you know, relapsing and things like that into Fortnite or otherwise. Hey, <laughs> hey, no, I'm just kidding. I got that itch. <laughs> but like, I think we take a lot of that language and apply it to people who like don't even have a category of mm. what sin might be. Mm. Or like there are people like you try to tell them like, you're not submitting to the authority of God. And like people aren't even convinced that there is a higher authority mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And if there is, they're not convinced that it applies to them, right. you know? So I think a lot of the language we're using is just not helpful mm-hmm. to, yeah. and like, okay, yeah, if there's like a sex scandal going on in your church, like, absolutely, you got to address that. Right. But like if some guy on the street, well, that's a weird example on the street. Yeah, you chose a weird example. <laughs> if your friend who's not a Christian is having a sex scandal, like, you should address it, but like, you can't, like, they don't share the same worldview as yeah, right. you. Like, they don't know the God who is saying that's not okay, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, that's where the forgiveness and love, and I don't know. I'm babbling at this point. But, like, yeah, I think it's just, like, we're trying to hold people to a worldview that they're completely unfamiliar with, yeah. and that's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think it isolates people in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, I, and the point you made at the beginning is that, like, I will briefly touch on this, is that Paul wrote the letters to the church, not to the non-believers at the time, right? Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus just didn't say, go yell at people for what they did. Right. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like you said, Chris, like 
yes and no seems to be our answers for mm. everything. But I do think, again, I appreciate you guys a lot. I th- really, I feel like this is a conversation I'm going to have for a very long time. But I really, the letters is a very good point, though. Like, yeah. the roman- romanticizing the early church, I think, is a very dangerous so concept. <laughs> um, one, for those who are still doing the same type of evangelism. Two, for those who are trying to stray away from it. Um, so, yeah, hopefully this helped you. But I think it definitely helped me. So, mm. gentlemen, it's a pleasure like always. Welcome to Sweet Louisiana Church Podcast. Make sure to check out our other episodes and then scroll down below. There's links to our social medias as well as everything else down there, including our show notes for this episode. Uh, make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks for watching, guys.